Welcome to Brotherly Bond, the James Bond Top 10 List Podcast, where we count down the top 10 of all things Bond. I am about to inaugurate a little war. I am certain that two such perceptive talents will enjoy working together. And now we can go somewhere for an interesting talk. Suppose you start the conversation. Why is it people who can't take advice always insist on giving it? I bet I know a lot more things than you do. Thanks for dropping in, Dave. It's going to be difficult. <laughs> No, it isn't, is it? The old game. You expect me to talk? Give a wolf a taste, and keep him hungry. By tomorrow, Ten, we'll be good friends. Nine, eight, something more sociable. Seven, I got a brother. Six, five, Small world. four, three, it's time to get out. two, one. Welcome to Brotherly Bond, the podcast where two brothers count down the top ten of all things related to our favorite cinematic secret agent, James Bond, 007. Favorite movie? Best car chase? Smartest villain? Goofiest gadget? We'll cover it all right here at Brotherly Bond. We will analyze, discuss, appreciate, and ultimately rank the top ten of everything and anything from the vast James Bond universe. In each episode, we will select a James Bond topic. Then we will each create an all-time top 10 list to match that topic. We will then reveal our lists live right here for your listening pleasure. But before we dive into this week's top 10 category, a brief word from today's sponsor. This is an urgent message from MI6. Have you ever thought about making a podcast of your own? Allow me to introduce you to Anchor, the easiest way to get started in the ever-growing world of podcast entertainment. Their simple and comprehensive creation tool allows podcasters of all levels to record and edit their own audio right from a phone or computer. And, once your podcast is complete, Anchor will distribute it to be heard by millions of listeners across many platforms, like Spotify and Apple. It's literally everything you need at your fingertips, and it's all free. Head over to the App Store and download the free Anchor app, or, go to anchor.fm, to get started and learn more. Once again, that's Anchor in the App Store, or Anchor FM in the browser. Get started today. And now, on to the countdown. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Brotherly Bond. My name is AJ. I'm sitting across from my brother, Christopher. Hey, everyone. And today we're doing a super fun top 10 list. It's best villain quotes. This is great. I love this topic. Exactly. There's so many to choose from. And we're going to do Christopher's list. Yeah. How did you come up with your list today? Well, first of all... Any villain, any henchman, any bad guy, if they speak, they are part of our villains quote pantheon that we can pick from. So up to and including, hey, I got a brother. Yep. <laughs> that is on my list. It's, we love that. It's an honorable mention, but yeah. That's right. I got a brother is awesome. So it's just anybody. <laughs> so obviously, I mean, you could go so many different directions with this. So I... Uh, kind of picked the way that I wanted to go with it. Uh, the first one is that uh, the quote should be uninterrupted. This is not a dialogue. It's not a back and forth with Bond and a bad guy or a bad guy and a henchman or whatever. It's just it's an uninterrupted quote. 
Now from there, we, are, we have a little bit of leniency. Some of them are a little bit longer, some of them are a couple of words. So, um, but as long as it's uninterrupted, I think we, we felt good about putting it as a quote. Uh, for me, I want my quote, generally speaking, uh, to be something that is uh, important to the plot. So it's not a quote like uh, in Moonraker, when <laughs> Michael Lonsdale says, I love this quote so much, James Bond, you appear with the tedious inevitability of an unloved season. Yep. It's a great quote. has nothing to do with anything. So yep. that sort of thing for me doesn't go on my list. doesn't mean they're bad because anything Michael Lonsdale says is great. Um, but, you know, it has nothing to do with anything, really. Uh, I like a quote that explains something about the character of the villain. I think that's uh, very cool and important. Uh, and lastly, either sentimental value or it's just an iconic moment and phrase and quote that is on there all those things wrap them up together that's how i came up with my top 10 i love it i'm kind of similar in my my list too i kind of went with quotes that define the character right i agree his no, personality i think it's very important to have that i think that's a great part of it and before we jump into our list let's do some bond trivia brotherly bond trivia begins in three two one all right, so your trivia today, we've discussed and we're going to discuss, I think in this episode, a lot of the voiceover work of characters, especially the male characters like Goldfinger, Tiger Tanaka, and even Blofeld by some of the great actors, Michael Collins, Robert Reedy, and Eric Pullman. But for you today, sir, who performed the majority of the main female characters' voiceover work through much of the early 007 films, including characters like... Honey Rider, Jill Masterson, Domino, uh, and Kissy Suzuki. That's right. One person. Right. Who was that person? I, I do know this one. I figured you would. It's a great one. I actually wrote to her and got her autograph. That's awesome. So I, I, I'm pretty sure I know this one. So who was the <laughs> main female voiceover actor for the early films of 007? Stay tuned to the end of the episode for the answer to that. In the meantime, let's jump right into villain quotes. Number 10. Scaramanga from The Man with the Golden Gun. You see, Mr. Bond, like every great artist, I want to create an indisputable masterpiece once in my lifetime. The death of 007, mano a mano, face to face, will be mine. This is a, uh, a really fun quote, and, and I don't have a lot of villain quotes from the Roger Moore era, unfortunately. This is actually going to be my only one. Wow. And I, and I wanted to have some villain uh, represented from the Roger Moore era, and I thought this would be a great one. You know, Scaramanga doesn't really care about Bond. Uh, you know, he knows he's aware of them. Uh, obviously, you know, he's got the likeness of him in his uh, his museum of horrors or, you know, whatever that, 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 that space that he has is. But he didn't think they should ever meet, you know. And it wasn't until Bond interjected himself into Scaramanga's life that he said, you know what, let's do this. And this is where I think we get to see Scaramanga at his finest. He's, no, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to kill you. This is going to be fantastic. This is going to be my crowning achievement. Uh, and and I love the way Christopher Lee, you know, 
presents that moment and how he says it. Obviously, he has a, a fantastic voice, an amazing voice, and it's just a really fun sequence. He's so confident. I only need one bullet to your six <laughs> right. in the Walther. That's right. Yeah, that I love that, that he's so cocky and confident. He kind of has a smirk mm-hmm. on his face the whole time. Just And he gets serious about it, too, in right. that moment, you know, because yeah. he's fairly playful, just like Bond. He's fairly playful the, the whole time they're walking through. But it isn't until he says he wants to create his masterpiece yep. that I think he gets really serious and, and, uh, and you know, the things, things change and we get to see the end of the movie. That's awesome. Francisco Scaramanga, number 10. Number nine. Mr. White in Casino Royale. Which one? Money isn't as valuable to our organization as knowing who to trust. Uh, I love this quote um, because this one, like others uh, that are on my list, like maybe one other that's on my list, uh, really gives us an inkling of what's to come. We hear about this at the very end of the film. You know, Bond has just been uh, tortured for information, and Mr. White comes in and kills Le Chief, But before he does, you know, Le Chief tries to bargain with him and says, "No, no, no! I can get you. I can get you your money. I've got it. It's going to be fine." And, and but it's it's this uh, revelation that there is a bigger organization a criminal organization that is uh happening behind the scenes and the chief yeah he's the bad guy of this movie but there's something way more to come and we don't know what mr white's role in it is if he is a leader or what you know what it 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 just leaves us wide open and then you know the next five movies we get to figure out what this organization is and uh, and Mr. White is a key cog in that organization. And I, I just love this quote. I think it's great. And then obviously he immediately kills Le Chief. So he's very, very serious. Jasper Christensen does a great job in this role. Yeah. And I love the fact that they're talking about this organization. I immediately thought, Spectre, man. The, yeah, me they're too. They're finally bringing Spectre back. They they better bring Spectre back. This this top secret organization that they won't even mention yet. It took us a little longer to get there, but we did. We got Spectre in eventually. <laughs> we got Spectre back. That's a great one. I <laughs> yeah. like it. He's got a lot of good quotes, Mr. White. Agreed. Uh, and I have a feeling one of his other ones is going to be on your list. Um, but this <laughs> is the one that I picked from Mr. White. I just, I, I love the foreshadowing aspect of it. I, totally. I just, just thought it was really neat. Number eight. Lucifer Saffin in No Time to Die. Now we are both poisoned with heartbreak. Two heroes in a tragedy of our own making. Anyone we touch, we are their curse. Struck to their cheek. A kiss would kill me instantly. Yes. Madeline. Yes. Wow. This is uh this is the first one that of many, I think, of my list that is uh really dark. 
uh, really telling of the character. Safin has a lot of great moments. The uh, the scene with uh, Madeline in her office, uh, you know, in the poison garden while he's holding Matilde. And there's so many you can pick from. There's the incredible uh, mano a mano uh, where he is holding Matilde and talking to Bond and Bond trying to get out of this and, you know, eventually pulls a, a hidden gun as well. But this one, this one I thought was... Uh, maybe his best, um, because there's so much forethought in Safin's plan. You know, he knew Bond was coming. He knew this was going to, you know, something was going to happen. And he wanted an ace in the hole because he knew he's no match to, for Bond. He's one of those villains that just, he's, he's not physically a match for Bond. If he can't kill him with a gun, then, you know, he's, he's in trouble. And he obviously was in trouble. But he planned that if everything went south, if I'm going to die then you will suffer too. Yeah. Uh, he didn't plan for Bond to die, but he planned to make him suffer and, and be in so much pain. And this was just, it cut deep. It was, it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch Bond go through the realization of what just happened. And it's one of my longer quotes, and it's, uh, it's, just, it's just a really, really tough villain quote. It is. It parallels the intensity of that movie i mean the heartbreak the ultimate heartbreak the ultimate sacrifice i mean yeah it's a, this is a really good quote uh, he had i mean he had several and i and i thought there was another one in there too that i thought was really good it was that this is power uh watch it what this is power you know uh yeah. when bond is begging for you know his life and matilda's life i thought that was really uh, an amazing quote too but this oh man this informed bond's decision for the end of the film and uh, it was it was it was tough. That's a great one. Number seven, Fran Sanchez in *License to Kill*. There you go. Today's the first day of the rest of your life. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So uh, this comes early in the film. Fran, uh, Fran Sanchez is not really one of my favorite villains. Uh, I'll go on record there. We haven't actually done a whole ranking of villains. We know that'll come up. Sanchez, I, I don't think is, you know, all that great. His plot, not that great. You know, he's just a drug dealer, whatever. But I love this moment because he's so devilish and almost seems like he's having fun while he is torturing Felix Leiter and yeah. dropping Felix Leiter slowly into the shark tank. Uh, he knows he's, he's, if he doesn't die, he's going to be brutally maimed. And just, yeah. But just to watch him have his back and forth with Felix Leiter and, and ultimately today's the first day of the rest of your life is, uh, I, I think it's a great quote for him. I, th I think it's very telling of him that, you know, he will, he will kill you and, and he will kind of enjoy it too. I actually think Sanchez has a lot of hidden gems that we kind a of overlook. A ton of them. Yeah. Yes. I have a lot written for him as well. Right. And this is the one. Yeah. And that's why I, th I felt like he had to be represented on yeah. my list. Because, yeah, his, like you said, his he's a villain that's not a megalomaniac right. per se. Like He's real. Like Goldfinger or Stromberg or those or Hugo or Drax. Drax. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. He's more real. But, yeah, he's got a lot of fun lines. Well, I know he's you love humor. Uh, you're only president for life. For life. I love the way he <laughs> says it. Remember, you're only president for life. 
But I'm actually, I'm kind of a Robert Davi fan to yes. begin with. I, yeah. th- I think he's a pretty cool dude. Right. And, uh, like his character in Die Hard and stuff. He He's just a pretty cool guy. I agree. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big Goonies fan. So, exactly. of course, I like him in Goonies. There you go. But And I think some of those, he's he's a little bit, uh, a little cartoonish. Oh, That's, yeah. That might be a little bit mean. Well, we are in the 80s still. Right. But this one, <laughs> and again, because of this quote, it, it gave him a grounding of, you know, he's evil. Right. He's a bad guy. Don't forget that through the rest of this movie. And be, the fact that it happens in, you know, 21 minutes into the film, you know, you're not going to forget that yeah. what he's going to do. Well, in the in the pre-title, or oh, is yeah. it right after the pre-title? Very close there. Yeah. I mean, he tortures. He tells him to cut his heart out. Lupe's, yeah, yeah. I guess that's more than torturing. He tortures. Yeah, a little bit more. <laughs> he, but he tortures her. He whips her. Yeah, we know pretty quick. He's a, he's a bad guy, even though yeah. he, he's got some humorous lines too but but some random you know also probably not a good guy yeah versus felix lighter right one of my favorite felix lighters by the way david Edison. Well, david so. Edison, <laughs> who I, I got to meet him that's awesome and he's very short i was surprised i kind of believe that yeah i mean i was like a foot and a half taller than him i mean <laughs> we're pretty tall yeah but actors <laughs> i think actors in general the stereotype is they're short and he actually is yeah <laughs> so he could be in a tom cruise movie then yeah and he would look tall in that one probably okay Ron Sanchez, number seven. I like it. Number six. Blofeld from Spectre. It's funny. All that excitement in Mexico City rang a distant bell. And now, suddenly this evening, it makes perfect sense. Welcome, James. It's been a long time. And finally, here we are. What took you so long? Cuckoo. I love that. This is definitely my longest quote that I have on here. And I put it on here because we have been, in the Dino Craig movies, we've been building towards this and building towards this. The, the moment was shot so beautifully. The backlighting, you see him walk in. And when he walks in, everybody shows him respect. You know he is, he's the boss, he's the man. And he's in the shadows. And he's in the shadows. You don't see his face. Obviously, we know who the actor is. But you don't know anything else. If you're just coming into this movie, you just know, oh, oh, who's this guy? And when he speaks, when he finally speaks, he gets a little microphone pushed in front of him because it was too far away yep. by his aide. And he's, he's not going to lean forward. He's not leaning. <laughs> no, this is Blofeld. Yep. And he finally, he brings up, he kind of goes around it. He doesn't go right at Bond, you know. All this excitement. I love his cadence, and he's so calm and precise in the way he approaches it. And then, welcome, James. Almost feels like it echoes yep. in that giant space. And then he looks up at him. And, and it's then, so good. I just, I love that. I, I think it's a great reveal of Blofeld. It's a great reveal of the two characters. It hints a little bit moving forward that they might know each other, you know, beyond just, you know, good, bi- good guy, bad guy. Uh, like in the previous movies. And then, you know, we learned that Bond and, and uh, Blofeld had a, a relationship as children. So 
I think this is a, a really cool one. It's really long, uh, but I, I think it plays really well. I'm, I'm with you here. This one is in my top ten. Cool. Yeah. The moment where he says, welcome, James, yeah. is such a cool moment. It just rings. Yep. I mean, Bond thinks he is safe, at, that he infiltrated them without being, you know, that they know he's there. Right. But he knew the whole time. He doesn't even... He doesn't even look up right away. He knows exactly where he's standing, but too. But he knows exactly where he's standing. Oh, my. It's so cool. Yep. Yeah, it's a great, great quote. Oh, good. I, I oh. love it. We have one that's the same. This is great. Yep. <laughs> we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. As one of the oldest private membership clubs in all of Britain, Le Cirque offers the utmost in comfort. For well over 100 years, Le Cirque has hosted royals, celebrities and power brokers from across the globe. Le Cirque features a full valet service, private dining in our award-winning banquet hall, and a smoking garden, offering an extensive cigar and cigarette menu. Our library, adorned with 15th century tapestries, will allow members a serene place to retire after a busy day. However, most of your time will be spent on our exquisite gaming floor, featuring private tables for parties of four or more. Visit our secluded terraces to make your stay absolute perfection. Become a member of Le Cirque today, and walk in the footsteps of history. And now, back to the countdown. Number 5. Silva in Skyfall. Do you know what it does to you? Hydrogen cyanide? I love this one, and obviously, I'm I'm a big fan of Silva. I'm uh, Javier Bardem's character in Skyfall. One of the things I really appreciate so much about this um, quote is one: it informs us about the character. Obviously, he has been maimed. He tried to do the right thing of swallowing the the cyanide pill. He didn't die. He became brutally uh, disformed. Um, but it also that moment in his life, he decided to go after M and it changed him forever. And look upon your works was a quote that was used throughout the movie uh, as they're hinting towards what's going on. And it's something that, by the way, it has nothing to do with bond. He's going after M, uh, which I think is a fascinating aspect of skyfall in general that, you know, the villain plan has nothing to do with bond, (laughs) you know, right. Bond's just trying to stand in the way. This is all about Silva and M um, I, I think the way he plays it, I, I love his vocal style in this. Um, he doesn't feel like he's trapped in the moment. Just, it's an incredible quote. It's, uh, it's a little frightening. And obviously, you know, when you add the, the, the face, uh, to it, it's, it's, a it's a great quote. <laughs> yep. I think I have part of that scene in my top 10. Too. Okay. Just not the same quote, I think. Sure. He's a quotable guy. Yeah. 
And I, he you talks know. a lot. Yes, <laughs> yes he, despite not having a jaw, he talks a lot. <laughs> well, he's got one of my favorite monologues in all the Bonds. It's the two rat sequence I know. when he is, you know. I was wondering a, if that would be in your top ten, but yeah, that's like a two paragraphs. It's, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm calling that a monologue and not a quote because it's Good so idea. long, but yeah. it is awesome. Yeah. It's just awesome. You're just watching this character slowly come towards you in his, yeah. you know, his whatever his walk that he has, right? Telling this story and you know the the framing of it. It's just it's amazing. Yeah, but you know it's a long long monologue. Yeah, he does a good job of making the audience feel a little uncomfortable watching him. I agree, and, and which brings a lot of power to a lot of his lines. So that's partly the character and partly Javier Bardem's genius, I think. But uh, yeah, Silva. Silva's a quotable guy. That's an awesome one at number five. Number four. Le Chief in Casino Royale. You know, I never understood all these elaborate tortures. It's the simplest thing to cause more pain than a man can possibly enjoy. It's hard to know what to say about this quote. Um... <laughs> it's an amazing moment in the film. Uh, Bond is captured. He is, you know, stripped naked, tied to the chair. And, and the way he's tied to the chair, obviously very ominous since they take out the bottom of the chair. And then Le Chief just drops that. I don't know how you make a knot like that, but that <laughs> thing has been cultivated over time, that knot. It's a weapon. Oh, my goodness. You, you know that thing is going to hurt. And then he just... He just tells him, I am, I am going to cause you more pain yeah. than you've ever had in your entire life. And, uh, and I think that it's, it's devilish. It's, um, it's incredible. And I think Bond kind of changes a little bit. I mean, he still plays and toys with him and, and you know, makes jokes because and, and, that's how he deals with the pain. But, oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's a great quote. It's hard to uh, put into words that moment for me. Right. I think what's interesting about it is how he's causing him physical pain. He's also causing him the worst pain of his life emotionally with Vesper. Right. I mean, it's a double meaning without us realizing it at the time. Right. I mean, he's causing the most physical pain of his life and the most emotional pain of his life in causing Vesper to be a a traitor. Yeah, I think if, uh, you know, and he tries to say, if, if you don't yield fast enough... She might live. She might die. Right. Uh, and also, it's not just right now, by the way. Even if you survive this moment, <laughs> you might not be the same human being you were. Yeah. You may not uh, be when you walked into this room anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, this is a dark, dark quote. It's one of yeah. one of the darker ones that I have. So it's one of the darker scenes in the series. Agreed. Frankly. And it's from the books. It's from the novel. I I have two quotes from the same scene. Really? On my top ten. Yeah. Oh, wow. Money is not as valuable to our organization as knowing oh, who yeah, to trust. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That scene. It's the same scene. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It's just an amazing sequence of events, and and, yeah. uh, and both of them, Mads Mikkelsen does an, um, an incredible job as the yep. chief. He's a good bad guy. Number three. Red Grant, and from Russia with Love. Don't make it tougher on yourself. Slap. <laughs> My orders are to kill you and deliver the lecture. Oh, I do. It's my business. It'll be slow and painful. Nice. So here's another uh, early quote where we see Bond is at a disadvantage 
and we finally get to see Red Grant, you know, as who he is. The entire movie, he is a silent, shadowy figure, you know, working in the backgrounds to to get his aim, you know, and to get what he wants, the Lecter, and to set up Bond. And then finally in this scene in the, in the train, he we get to see him as, you know, uh, a little unhinged, very, very dangerous, absolutely an equal to bond in physically control. and yeah mentally he's totally in control of the situation right and he's gonna uh like Lashif did mentally torture him too before it starts right you know <laughs> he, he then goes on and does the you know the first one won't kill you <laughs> not until you come over here and kiss my foot yeah you know so i i love robert shaw's performance as red grant period i think he's one of the best characters in the bond uh franchise right uh one of the most iconic ones and and this was my favorite of his quotes that he had nice i'm definitely going to cover him when i go to my list he's got a, he's got a several more but they're mostly yeah. from that scene too that's a big scene right i found it funny that he never speaks with a russian accent because now he's no longer undercover as true as the British agent. He could, yeah, he's speaking with his own voice. He's but still doing British. Yeah, but yeah, I guess he is. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he's Russian. I don't remember the backstory off the right off the top of my head. Right. And I'm a little embarrassed by that, but yeah, he has more of a backstory written in the novels. Sure, and I don't think he's necessarily Russian, but I don't think he's British no. either. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, he just stays in in a British accent. Number two. Dr. No from Dr. No. <laughs> Spectre, Special Executive for Counterintelligence, Terrorism, Revenge, Extortion. The four great cornerstones of power headed by the greatest brains in the world. That's it. Yeah. It's just him setting up the criminal organization that we're going to work with for the next uh, how many movies? <laughs> many. Many movies. It goes from Spectre uh, as the organization and all the underlings, you know, that he has to deal with and their plots that he has to to foil uh, with respect to Goldfinger. Um, and then to just the leader of Spectre with Blofeld. Yeah. This sets up the, you know, how many other movies that we have. And that's why I like it. I love uh, Joseph Wiseman's uh, voice. I love his character, his style, his cadence that he has. I think it's brilliant the way he, he brings it up. But it really, for me, it's it's all about just setting up everything else. Right. You know, he's cluing him in. He's cluing Bond into there's a larger world here. Uh, and and you're just kind of figuring it out yeah. at this moment. You might not make it through this, <laughs> um, but I'll let you know about it anyway. Uh, the yeah. old you know spy trope, right? Uh, but I don't know. There's something. It's classic. It's iconic. I I love the moment. Doctor No, for me, I actually have none on my top ten of him, and and that's one of the ones I'm really sad about. Oh, because. In my top 50 or whatever, I have like three or four. Sure. But he just didn't make the top 10. But I think he's got some great lines. And like you said, the way he delivers them just so stoically. And, yeah. And, and, and he's another guy who just knows he's in charge. He, he, he doesn't, I don't think he thinks Bond is much of a threat. No. Which is why he's. He's a stupid policeman. <laughs> yeah, whose luck has run out. Unfortunately, I misjudged you. You are just a stupid policeman. Whose luck is run out. Yeah, that's why he, I think he feels free to tell Bond all these things. Yeah, you're right. It sets up multiple movies all the way into the Craig era. So. Yeah, absolutely. 
That's a good one. Uh, we have arrived already to your number one. All right, so Christopher's top ten Bond villain quotes. His number ten was Scaramanga. You see, Mr. Bond, like every great artist. His number nine was Mr. White's knowing who to trust speech. Number eight was Safin. Now we are both poisoned with heartbreak. Number seven, Franz Sanchez. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Number six, Blofeld from Spectre when he welcomes James to the meeting. Number five, Silva, look upon your works, mother. Number four, Le Chiffre, his elaborate tortures speech. Number three, Red Grant, don't make it tough on yourself. Number two, Dr. No, introducing the Spectre Organization. And that leads us to your number one villain quote. Number one. Goldfinger in Goldfinger. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. That's awesome and iconic. It is the most iconic villain line maybe ever. Uh, and I'm excited to see if it's also your number one. I don't know. Um, but when I thought about this quote, it, it, it felt like when we did Bond Girl introductions. Yeah. Uh, and, and we thought to ourselves, well, uh, you know, Honey Rider's number one. <laughs> like that was just the first thing on our minds. Was, yeah. well, Honey Rider's number one. Who's number two? And for me, villain quote, no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die is the, the number one quote. Um, yeah. Interestingly, Michael Collins was the voice actor. It, it wasn't Gert Frobe who was right. speaking ultimately in the movie. Right. I don't think Gert Frobe spoke much English. He, he's no. German. He's a German actor. He didn't speak a lot of English. Yeah. So, yeah he did have, have a vocal coach, so they were trying. Okay. Um, they were trying to get him to, to speak, obviously, but it right. you know, clearly wasn't working out. <laughs> and one of the things I, I like about this quote so much is that uh, the way he says it is so uh, lighthearted. Yeah. You know, do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. I know. It's, I, I love it's his, operatic. I love his cadence. Yeah. It's, it, it's, yeah. You know, it's almost like he's laughing at Bond saying, no, I don't want anything from you. I want you to go away. I don't ever want to deal with you again. Yeah. And this is how we're going to do it. I don't care about anything else. Like, it's just so effortless for him, you know, and I feel like it's one of those quotes like, uh, like, you know, like a Godfather quote that you know maybe is misquoted or, or something. It's it's supposed to be really serious. No, no, no. Yeah, it's really lighthearted. Yeah, <laughs> in how it's it's spoken. And it's probably the number one most iconic scene. Yes, in the Bond movies as well. Yeah, the I agree. whole laser beam scene is. I mean, so yeah, we're talking the most iconic villain quote from the most iconic scene. The back and forth between them is fantastic. Choose your next witticism wisely. Oh yeah, the and whole like, thing. You know, like everything about that scene is great. And the music again, John, music is John fantastic. Barry's building the suspense. Yeah, the way it's shot, I love it. Yeah. Connery, everything about it is great, but it leads to that line, yep. which to me is is the number one villain quote of all time. That that's dynamite. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't argue that. Well, oh, well, I guess we'll see. Well, okay. So we get to my list. Let's do yours. And so I'll start out by saying I can argue it a little, yes. and only because, and it I have it eleventh. Okay. <laughs> I know you had no Mr. Bond. I expect you to die is eleventh. And here's why. Wow. Because it's not necessarily a standalone quote. No. It's he's answering a 
He's yeah. ans- he's oh. answering what Bond, and it's not to deflate what you're saying. You're right, because I totally agree. You're right, though. But it's part of a conversation. So, and not that we have to be 100 percent faithful to that. Right, right. But that's the reason it didn't, believe it or not, make my top ten. That's a that's a great <laughs> no. It's a it's an absolutely great reason. Yeah, I completely respect that. Uh, and I'm still gonna hold firm as the oh, number yeah. one for me. <laughs> no, I, no, that makes sense. I man. love I love your number one, man. Yeah, so all right. it's it's not a criticism. I'm just saying, this is why it's my a very list good reason looks the way it does. I like. It. Well, then, what's your number ten? <laughs> all right, I went a little weird on a you couple. Can go so many ways with this man. It's yep. great. So I have a couple that are a little foofy. Okay. Fr- from the Roger Moore era, because that's me. <laughs> do it. Do it. Number ten, Doctor Kananga, actually okay. Mister Big. He says, names is for tombstones, baby. <laughs> I love it. Names I is for tombstones, it. baby. Y'all take this honky out and waste him now. I just put it because it's so different than any, literally any villain in the other 24 movies. Mm-hmm. And it's even different than when he's himself, when he's Dr. Kananga, when he's Mr. Big. He's got this big personality. He's brash, and he says things like "names is for tombstones, baby." <laughs> I don't know. It's not. It's not some iconic line. I just think it's cool and it's unique, and um, it's from "Live and Let Die," which I think you'll like. <laughs> I, I do. I do. You know what? And going into this, I thought you might put more Roger Moore uh, villains in here than I would. I definitely have more, and that leads to number nine. Do it. Which is another just guilty pleasure, Kamal Khan. I love Kamal Khan. Mr. Bond is indeed a very <laughs> rare breed. Mr. Bond is indeed a very rare breed. Soon to be made extinct. Soon to be made extinct. Hey, that was a pretty good. That's not bad. I, I might keep that in there. That's not bad. <laughs> Put them back to back. Yeah. I'm, okay. I love Kamal this Khan. Quote. I love Kamal Khan. I love Kamal Khan. And he's got a couple other fun ones. The fu- they're not they're not serious. They're no. they're more fun. Yes, they are. And yeah, but the way he does it, he's a very sinister bad guy, especially for the Moore era. Yep. And uh, I knew you'd put Kamal Khan on here, I and know. I'm so glad you did. There we go. He's he's one of my favorites. All right. So number eight is a match with you. Okay. It's Blofeld from Spectre. Yeah. The welcome, James. It's been a long time, and finally here we are. Wow. I mean. Yeah. So, so good. And we already talked about it, but yeah, we're in agreement. You had it number six. Mm -hmm. I have it number eight. Cool. Number seven. Surprised this guy didn't appear on your list. Alec Trevelyan. He's on my honorable mentions. Which one do you have? Oh, please, James, spare me the Freud. I might as well ask you if all the vodka martinis ever silenced the screams of all the men you've killed. What if you find forgiveness in the arms of all those willing women for all the dead ones you failed to protect? I love it. Yeah, it's a great one. I, I, yeah, I love that moment. I, I, I have a lot of uh, Trevelyan, too. I um, figured. That wasn't the one that I was going to pick for him. Exactly. But I really do like that one. It's, it, it's just great because he knows him so well and he, you know, he knows the character so well. So yeah, I, they I, were I, friends. It's a really fun quote. Yeah. 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 One thing I noticed with your list and my list, as you'll see, is we picked the same character, but we chose different right. quotes. Right. Which well, com- I mean, I up. had a Trevelyan on my um, on my honorable mentions. Exactly. I, I did the back from the dead. Okay. No longer just an anonymous uh, star on the wall of the MI6. Yep. I liked that moment where he reveals himself. 
And I also had Trevelyan as an honorable mention saying, I did think about asking you to mm-hmm. join my little scheme, but somehow, you know, and he's closing time, James. <laughs> last That's call. A great one too. Love the way he does Find it. Me a pint. Yep. Closing time, James. Last call. And number six, we have a, is another match. Ooh. You had him as 10. I have it as six because Scaramanga, it's like the coolest aspect of the movie. The man with the golden gun is you see Mr. Bond like every great artist, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. The death of 007, mano a mano, face to face will be mine. It's, it's a great, great quote. And it really sums up everything you need to know about Scaramanga yeah. in one sentence. I thought I was going to go on a limb having Scaramanga on my list, so I'm, I'm glad no. you've got it on there, too. I feel a little <laughs> bit justified now. And that's my third Roger Moore on my list, yeah, which is kind he's of my only one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I bet you're not done, too, well, by the way. This is your list uh, right. that we did today, so you probably put about ten times more thought into <laughs> it. But anyway, number five, Mr. White from Spectre. Again, which one? It's You're a Kite Dancing in a Hurricane. I knew it. I knew you'd have that one. You're a kite dancing in a hurricane, Mr. Bond. So long. It's my number 11, and man, I yeah. spent so much time like, I want to put it on there. I want to put it on there. You knew I'd have it. I knew you would. So. I just love I love the imagery of it. I know. It's, it's, a, it's a gorgeous line. It, it gets almost a little too poetic. But uh, for a dying man, but uh, but maybe that's why he got he got a little uh, flowery with his lines. His so, rose, yes, yes. So that's Mr. That's my favorite Mr. White quote. It's a great one. Yep. So here's another one. I I have a silver line. He's number four. Okay. From Skyfall, but it's this is the longest one. Okay. Regrets is unprofessional. They kept me for five months in a room with no air. They tortured me. And I protected your secrets, I protected you. But they made me suffer, and suffer, and suffer. Until I realized it was you who betrayed me. You betrayed me. It's his whole speech about they made me suffer and suffer. You betrayed me. And then it ends up with, I needed to look in your eyes one last time. I just I just love that he ends that. And it explains everything he's doing. Yeah, you know? it defines him. Right. It may not be his best quote, but but it really defines who he is. I agree. So, And again, here's another one. We both had Red Grant number three. Okay. But for me, it's... The first one won't kill you. Not the second. Not even the third. Not till you crawl over here and you kiss my foot. Just the way he gets so intense. Oh, he's mad. By yeah. the end of that line, he's mad. Which which in that scene, he, 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 he starts the scene calm and cool and, and in control. And by then, you can just see his his vehement coming out, his yeah. vehemence. And it justifies, they call him a, a paranoid psychotic at the beginning of the film. Right. You and know, in his we, backstory. We finally see it a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. It comes out. Exactly. And here's my biggest surprise that's not on your list. Number two. Fiona Volpe is number two. Yeah, I, mean, I know this one. Yep. I love it. But of course, I forgot your ego, Mr. Bond. James Bond, who only has to make love to a woman and she starts to hear heavenly choir singing. She repents it and immediately returns to the side of right and virtue. But not this one. 
Heavenly choirs. Heavenly choirs singing, but not this one. Mm-hmm. I, oh, man. For me, it probably should be number one. <laughs> That's how much I love this line. Because it's the, it's the fourth movie in the series, and literally the first time Bond meets a woman who who is his match who who won't succumb to his his charms you know it and obviously we both love this character oh yeah so, i mean she's 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 in our dream bond movie she <laughs> probably I'm, I'm sure she would be <laughs> in there just just a phenomenal character and that line i just love it and i love the way she says it i love her accent it's yeah, so me gorgeous too. <laughs> uh i did have her at uh 12 okay i figured so just next and and it was and by the way, one through twelve were really hard for me. It was right. everything else was like okay, I can I can move these, but sure. those two, the kite uh, kite dancing and hurricane and heavenly choirs, yeah, um, were the two hardest ones for me to yeah. take off the list. So I'm there with you, right? I just I you have know. it all the way up at number two. I, 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 this is Volpe. I love it. I love Volpe as much as you love Red Grant. Let's put it that way. <laughs> And not Can she's, we trade? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Well, they're both bad guys. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway. All right, what's your number one? All right, again, number one, same character as your number one. This okay. Is, this is so funny. I think it's the most iconic, well, that's why I have a number one, the most iconic villain quote because it just it says it all. All right. Goldfinger's speech to the, the mob guys. Sure. Man has climbed Mount Everest gone to the bottom of the ocean. He has fired rockets to the moon, split the atom, achieved miracles in every field of human endeavor, except crime. Except crime. You uh, yeah, know, I yeah, love yeah. the way he says that at the end. It's such a good speech. Yeah. For me, it's number one. I would agree with you that no Mr. Bond, I expect you to die, is his best, <laughs> his best line. Right. Uh, for me, villain quote, I mean, he wants to be the the Mount Everest climber of crime. Right. I mean, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's why I went with Goldfinger for number one. Yeah. So I did have that one somewhere in my uh, honorable mentions. It's a little bit further down. I, right. I thought I thought it was a little long, and then yeah, the cut back and forth. I kind of was like, well, all right. Plus, yeah, I already had him on. I knew he was going to be number one. So yeah, I know. I took that one away He's a little bit. A very iconic villain. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about your honorable mentions. <laughs> right. We have a lot of these. Yeah, I, I want to hear about your honorable mentions, but I'll tell you first. Uh, I only want to talk about one character with my honorable mention. Yes, because right? we've already touched on my biggest uh, two that I didn't put on the list: Mr. White and uh, Fiona Volpe. Yep. Uh, I want to pay a lot of respects to Kamal Khan. No, sweet Kamal Khan. <laughs> I didn't used to like Kamal Khan when I was younger. Uh, it, it's you know, as I've grown up, I've realized how much I enjoy Octopussy, um, and Kamal Khan is a huge part. Yeah. Every time he speaks, it's a fantastic <laughs> quote, and yeah. I'm not kidding. Like I have so many for him. You need a great deal of luck to get out of this. Yes. Like, I, I, like <laughs> spend the money quickly, Mister Bond. <laughs> I intend to. Yes. Spend the money quickly. I mean, his uh, his conversations with uh, with Octopussy, uh, a no from you has very little chance of becoming a yes. I assume, therefore, that the meeting is over. His cadence is amazing, but you're making a serious mistake. Yeah, he's very (laughs) lyrical in the way. It's almost like he's he's singing his lines a little bit. He's he's just a Louis Jordan. He's just a terrific, terrific, over the top, great (laughs) actor for this. (laughs) Let the sport. Commence. Commence. I mean, it's just, 
<laughs> I love it. I have your quote that you put on there of Mr. Brown is a very rare, rare, rare breed. Yep. I love that one. Soon to be made extinct. You have a nasty <laughs> habit of, of surviving. surviving. And so then, good. And then one of my other favorites of his, right at the end, where Octopussy comes in and catches him stealing and, and knows that he, you know, he double-crossed her, and he's just... Orloff betrayed us. I swear I knew nothing about the bomb. We're partners, we're friends, Octopussy. I would never do anything to hurt you. Octopussy. 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 <laughs> 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 I was bringing this to you, yeah. like he's just. But again, it's I a love it's, it. It's a great choice by the actor to do it that yes. way. Yes, <laughs> but I never doubt him. You know? know, like even though it may be a little bit sing-songy and it's just his own style, he's. I still believe him. Yeah, you know, it's not this. <laughs> I know. It's nothing I don't love. And I just, every time he speaks, I'm just so happy. And I <laughs> smile and I just enjoy it. Kamal Khan is one of my favorite characters Sweet. for quotables. Oh, that's that, that makes me happy. That wasn't that didn't used to be the case way back in the day. Right. But it definitely is now. I love it. I love it. Well, how about since we talked about Kamal Khan, we got to talk about Hugo Drax a little bit. Oh, goodness. I, I love Michael Dr- uh, Michael Lonsdale. I know. He's got a couple of them that are great. I know. They're just, yeah, they're not good enough to be in the top ten, but nope. I mean. James Bond, you appear with the tedious inevitability of an unloved season. <laughs> that great. is classic. It is great. Here's actually probably my favorite line by him. It's when they first meet. Okay. You have arrived at a propitious moment. <laughs> you have arrived at a propitious moment, coincident with your country's one indisputable contribution to Western civilization. Afternoon tea. May I press you to a cucumber sandwich? May I press you to a cucumber <laughs> sandwich? It's just, it's just so absurd. Yeah, and I the way he says it is so, so serious and so low. I mean, yep. he does not go monotone. He doesn't go higher than a two the whole time. <laughs> but he's got a couple others. Let's see here. I got one for you. Okay, uh, you defy all my attempts to plan an amusing death for you. I know. I mean, he is the apex of the megalomaniac <laughs> type. I think bad he is. guy. Yeah. I I totally agree, and and his delivery is so it's just so slight. Yep, and yet it carries weight. So he's a he's a terrific bad guy. I love that one. How about uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier? Uh, Sanchez. Sanchez. He's got a couple more good ones that that we didn't. Here's here's one that I didn't even really notice until recently. It's at the end of a speech. He says, but he says it's easier for the politicians. Take silver, then lead. Huh. Saying it's the yes. politicians would rather be bought off than shot. Yeah, it's a great line. It's at wow. the it it comes at the end of a of a paragraph. Yeah, and but he just throws that in there. That's a pretty cool line. Yeah, it is. It's just not really. It's not <laughs> emphasized. Right. I mean, it's a cool line. Yeah, I don't even remember him saying that. It's a great exactly. Line. It's really underneath. I like the other one. Uh, you, something you better understand, amigo. Loyalty is more important to me than money. Yeah. I thought about that one in my top 10. That was an honorable mention right. for me. He's, he's another one. It's just great to listen to when he talks. Right. And his buddy, Dario. Dario. Honey, don't boot. worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I and did have that. I even included, you're dead at the end <laughs> on my list. I mean, that's not going to make the list, but you know, it's, that's just, a, it's, he makes great moments. Those yeah. two villains make great moments. Dario, it's more his his eyes and his look 
But yeah, Sanchez has some good lines. I was a little sad that Doctor No didn't appear more on my on my list. I feel like he he's kind of a Hugo Drax. He's a little, a little under, bit. but I, he's got some great lines. The only other one that I had for him was the stupid policeman line. Okay, uh, and, and and the reason I didn't include that because it had a back and forth with Bond. Okay, you know I liked his line. The successful criminal brain is always superior. It has to be. Yeah, that's a good one. It has to be, and and then east west. Just points of a compass, each as stupid as the other. I Very mean, nice. But obviously, Blofeld has a ton. You know, the Siamese fighting fish is kind of a cool one. Right. From from Rush With Love. Uh, 12 seconds. One of these days. <laughs> we must invent a faster working venom. I had that on That's my list. That's a good list. one. That's a good one. Uh, uh, how about You Only Live Twice when Blofeld turns around and introduces himself? Just looking at that one. Yep. yep. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Ernst Stavro Blofeld. From On Her Majesty's Secret Service. It will never make my list because I just don't like Telly Savalas. <laughs> right. The, the way he delivers it. But, right. But he has one that says, uh, a small slip. It takes more than a few props to turn 007 into a herald. <laughs> it's a cool line. <laughs> it is. But, uh, you know, the way Telly Savalas, he's American. Right. To me, Blofeld shouldn't be something uh, else. Yeah, he should something be European, more exotic. Yeah, yep. <laughs> like a combination of two accents is how I picture Blofeld. Sure, like, like you can't really picture him. Here's one, uh, not a, not a quote necessarily, but I was surprised that that Zorin didn't have more quotes. I was just thinking the same right. thing. Right, like so he gets the. Does anyone else want to drop out? I like that. Yeah, he has more quips. Right, I liked his. And the issue is irrelevant. I, I've made new associations. I no longer consider myself a KGB agent. Like, yeah. that's a fun line, but it doesn't. Yeah, I, I feel like they it's could have done flash. more with him. It's not flashy. For him, I think it was more his the way he moved, and you could just see how psychotic he was, like the way he laughed. Yeah, the one Zorin line I have is intuitive improvisation is the secret of genius. Nice. Yeah, that was my <laughs> that was my Zorin line. That's a good one. Yep. I did have General Orloff <laughs> from yes. Octopussy, who's just timid. so... Yep. Just the way he says timid. Yep. That's all I want. Before we give it away. Exactly. <laughs> just the way he does it. And then it. he snaps the button yep. and everything turns. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a great one, too. Here's a good one. All right. Uh, Dr. Kaufman. Okay. Tomorrow Never Dies. I love it. I'm a professor of forensic medicine. And it's the way he says it. Yeah. Believe me, Mr. Bond. Wait, I'm doing someone else. <laughs> I could shoot you from Stuttgart and still create the proper effect. <laughs> I love that character. It, it ultimately yeah, it's a great one. Ultimately, he's more of a comedic it's more of a comedic role, but it's right. I mean, Bond is is He did just kill a, a lady though. He so, did. And he's yeah. a, and he's about to kill Bond. Yep. And then later, you know, this is very embarrassing. <laughs> it seems as a red box. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I'm to torture you <laughs> if you don't do it. This is very embarrassing. It seems there is a red box in your car. They can't get to it. They want me to make you unlock the car. I feel like an idiot. I don't know what to say. I just love that. I, I don't know. That character, Dr. Kaufman, was memorable, memorable to me. The James Bond franchise really does make their villains uh, colorful. We'll yep. say. <laughs> One we didn't mention, Electric King. 
Yeah, I thought about it. I had one that was on an honorable mention. Yep. James, you can't kill me. Not in cold blood. Which, again, she's running away up the stairs when she says it. So right. it's, it's not a huge line, but it but it, it says what she thinks. I so. like the moment after that, actually, when he's yeah. finally got her at gunpoint, which is, you wouldn't kill me. You'd miss me. You'd miss me. And she gets you know, and she soft. Gives, and yep. She nope. gives him that smile that's like, yeah, I probably wouldn't kill her. <laughs> wow. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but Bond absolutely would. Well, yeah. This is a fun one. There's so many possibilities. And um, we both agreed Goldfinger has a... Goldfinger populates number one. Rules the day. In, in different ways. But before we end, let's uh, let's revisit that that trivia. All right. So who performed the majority of the main female characters' voiceover work throughout much of the early 007 films? And I know you know it, so give it to me. Her name is Nikki Vanderzeel. I that think. is absolutely correct. I got one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She has a people. She has a website. You can write to her. She's the sweetest person. She's so she just loves hearing from fans of Bond and and of her and and she'll send you a you know an autograph picture or something. I mean, she just she just loves it. So she came out with a book in 2013. Oh, nice! All yeah. about her. Experience. It's called For Your Ears Only. Oh, nice! Because of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. And this wasn't the only uh, voiceover work. She did other work uh, that was non-James Bond. But, you know, back to Dr. No. She did everybody's, all the female voiceover work except for uh, Money, Money Penny, Penny. Yeah. Um, and uh, Miss Taro. Oh, really? Yep. Everybody else? It was, was, it her. was her. Wow. Just all the voices that you heard. There's not too many other females, is there? No. I think the secretary. The secretary. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> but, I mean, think of that, that range of people that I, I said at the beginning. Honey Rider, Joel Masterson, right. Domino Duvall, and Kissy Suzuki. Like, they're, they're very, very different. Yeah. Very different accents. Yeah, you can't tell that that's one person right. doing all those voices. I never did until I was older, <laughs> until you finally told me about Nikki Vanderzeel uh, yep. the first time. So <laughs> I thought that'd be a fun one here in these quotes. I love it. And I finally got one right. So that, that, that <laughs> yeah. makes me happy. So Goldfinger rules the day on best villain quotes. Hey, if you disagree, why don't you send us an email or post on Facebook? We'd love to love to hear from you guys, too. What's the email? Brotherlybond007 at gmail.com. There me. it is. This has been Brotherly Bond. We'll see you next time. This has been an episode of Brotherly Bond, the James Bond Top 10 List Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to give us a kind review. If you'd like to let us know what top 10 lists you want to hear in future episodes, or if you want to share your own top 10 lists with us, you can reach us on Facebook at Brotherly Bond, or feel free to email us at BrotherlyBond007 at gmail.com. Never fear, James Bond will return. Brotherly Bond, the James Bond Top 10 List Podcast is in no way affiliated with James Bond, Eon Productions, or the Ian Fleming Estate. Music by Davy Allen. Hope you enjoyed the show. Good night. Does anybody else want to drop out? <laughs>